Hello and welcome to Grow by Design, the podcast for high performers, giving you the tools you need to dream big, achieve your goals and create your champion's mindset. I'm your host, Jess Green, and it's time to be game changing. Welcome back to this week's episode. I'm incredibly grateful to have you here and I'm excited for this one. Today I'm going to share with you a concept that I learned from volleyball. So before my bodybuilding career, I played a lot of sport. Think netball, basketball, volleyball, all the tall people sports really. It wasn't until I realized that actually I wasn't going to grow that if I wanted to perform in sport, I'd probably need to find something more genetically to my advantage. But that doesn't mean that I didn't learn so much from these sports that I now apply each and every single day to my life. So there's a couple of concepts in here that uh, might surprise you, some that are more obvious, and then there is one that I use every single day, and I actually think it is one of the most powerful ways to look at life. So I'm incredibly excited to jump into that one, but to start off with, some of the key things that I want you to know and learn and understand from my, my volleyball experience that you can apply each and every day to what you do. And in this example, I want you to think of your life, and I also want you to think about your impact on those around you and you as a team because that is the strongest and most important thing about volleyball, netball, basketball, all of these team sports is that it's not just you on the court. It is you and a group of people who are working towards the same goal and you can't do it without each other. You can't be a one-man band. So the key thing here is how do you interact with people? How do you work as a team to achieve a goal? Now in volleyball, The very first thing you learn is communication. I remember turning up to my training day one and we had a really amazing coach and the first thing he got us to do was run around the court yelling mine and that was the number one rule for our team is that if the ball was coming you had to call mine. You had to tell the rest of the team that you were there. You were going to take it. You were going to own that ball. Now when it's coming for you you have to say mine with no hesitation. Otherwise, someone else in the team will try and run for it. And more often than not, when you're learning, you say mine, but you don't really mean it. But the rest of the team is leaving it for you because you've said mine. If you hesitate at all, someone will often run in and try and also take the pass. What happens more often than not is that the ball then hits the floor and you kind of all stand there looking at each other. When that happens, there's a lot of looking around being like, well, you called it. And it's like, yeah, but you didn't look like you were going to go for it. So there's this kind of absence of trust. So the key thing here for us was you have to communicate, you have to own the ball that's coming over, you have to own what we would say like the problem or the attack, own it, set yourself up to receive that ball in the best possible way and do that with confidence. From there it would go to someone else in the team to then set up the rest of the play. But the key thing for us was communication, ownership of that ball and then confidence to take the pass. So communicate would be calling that the ball was yours. Ownership would be owning that. So running wherever that ball is, setting yourself up and then having the confidence to actually receive it, actually put it up. You always find that in volleyball, particularly if you're a bit nervous or you're not quite ready or you're not quite set up, often the ball will hit your arm and skew off in a weird direction. And so for us, it was that confidence of like, yep, I've got it. I've set myself up. I'm in the right position and let's play the ball. And I think that this is a really important concept to understand when you're working in a team. So if you call mine, the team is then relying on you to get it and you put your body on the line and you go for it. And our coach used to say to us, the bigger the bruise, the better, because it would show our absolute commitment to, yep, I've called it. The team's relying on me. I'm here to perform. Now, following on from that, the next thing that we learned is obviously that teamwork is key. So in volleyball, the best way to set up an attack is to 
receive the ball. So you can have the ball, um, you can play the ball three times on your side of the court before it has to go back. So what that looks like is one person receiving the ball and putting it high enough for the next person to get to it in time, but not so high that the other team has got kind of time to anticipate where it's going to be. So you receive the pass, you put it high sort of into the middle of the court or towards the person who's called the setter, and then they would set it onto the spiker. So it would be a pass, a set, and a spike. Now, that is the strongest way that you can set up an attack. It gives the spiker the best opportunity to attack. And so a well-executed setup means that the attack is much better. So again, that is all about communication, confidence, ownership, and then teamwork, working together to know who's free, what the play is, and making sure that you're setting the ball up for the next person in the best possible way. Now this concept always worked amazingly when you received the ball really well and someone set it high enough. So I was actually the setter. So my job being short again, I wasn't playing the front court. I wasn't the attacker. I wasn't the defender. I was the setter. So my job was to coordinate the people on the team and set up the best possible attacks. I would receive the ball in the middle. And my job was to decide once I'd received the ball, where it was going to go and where we needed to attack. Often we would make that decision before the play even started, but it was my responsibility to make sure that if something went astray or we didn't end up in that position, that we readjusted really quickly and we still set up for the best possible attack that we could. The final thing that we learned in volleyball and the thing that our coach drilled into us is that we didn't stop until the ball hit the ground. So quite often in volleyball, if the ball comes over and someone has done a really hard hit or a really hard serve and it kind of hits your arms and skews off to the side, when we first started, we would often just look at it and be like, oh, no way we're going to get that. That's a shame. And we'd kind of stand there and watch the ball hit the ground two meters outside of the court. And this used to drive our coach nuts. And he would say, the game hasn't stopped until the ball hits the ground. And this was such a valuable lesson for us because once he taught us to chase it, Quite often we actually got there and we had kind of ridden ourselves off first. It's like, oh, it's too far away. There's no way we're going to get there. Once we learned to start running for those, we actually did. And it made some of the most amazing kind of, I guess, TV worthy comebacks where the ball had gone two meters outside of the court. Someone had run and swung an arm at it and then someone else had got the ball over. So we were often counting ourselves out before the ball had even hit the ground and we weren't even trying. And I think this is something that's so important to life is that Yeah, sometimes it hasn't gone to plan, but it doesn't mean you should give up. You should chase the ball, put your body on the line, work really hard and get it back into that court. And then maybe there's someone else in your team who can help you carry it over. If it was the second pass, you still had two more opportunities to get the ball back over the net. So running, chasing, putting your body on the line, not giving up early, chucking it back to someone and hoping that they might be able to help you out. It often made for the most exciting games and also the games where we connected the most as a team because we were all there and we were all demonstrating that we were willing to put our bodies on the line for the team and for the goals. The other thing our coach always drilled into us when the ball went wildly astray was that it was so important as a team member to continue chasing that ball no matter what. It helped us demonstrate to our other teammates that we were willing to put our body on the line, even if they made a mistake. So often the ball would only go outside of the court if someone had made a bit of a mistake or hadn't received the ball in the best way. By us chasing after it and committing to doing whatever we could to improve that ball, really demonstrated to the team that, hey, I've got your back. No matter what you do, no matter where you fail, I will try and pick you up. And then it would be relying on the rest of the team. Okay, I'm going to chase after this. You better back me up and let's help get this back over the net. And I think that that was such a powerful tool 
whether you were the player who was doing the chasing or if you were the player who had messed it up and someone chased after that ball for you and tried to fix your mistake, you felt obligated to them. You felt bad for letting the team down, but also you had this extra commitment that, okay, if they ever do that, I'm definitely chasing the ball. So it really helped build us as a team and as a unit that we would do anything for each other. We, If the ball went out, we would chase it. If they didn't have a great pass, we would come back in and we would make sure that they were okay. Our coach at the time, again, we were like young and he had such powerful lessons for us. So the other thing he always made us do, which we felt embarrassed about at the start, was after every point, come in as a team, meet in the middle of the court, give high fives and go back again. And only now and once I got further in my volleyball career did I realize that that was so important. So he wanted us to keep moving, but he also wanted us to keep connecting. So by going out, coming back in, reconnecting as a team every single point, sometimes it felt like, oh, it's only been one one ball, we don't need to come back in. But it helped reset the team, it helped build the camaraderie, it helped give that person a pat on the back if they hadn't done the best receive, and it helped us celebrate. So whether we won or lost, we would meet in the middle We would celebrate the point, we would prick everyone's spirits back up, and we would carry on. So this kind of ongoing check-in with the team, check-in how everyone's going, check-in what's happening, boost the spirits, realign the plan, was so, so valuable. And I think you can use this across not just sport, but this applies to work, this applies to life. It's that commitment to your friends and to your people and to your teams within your business. Hey, I've got your back. If you make a mistake, I'm going to help you fix it. I'm going to be here. And it's communicating to them and it's that camaraderie. It's, okay, let's meet, let's regroup. Where are we at? Okay, cool, break, let's go again. So these concepts that I've just talked about, they are crucial to sport, they're crucial to any team sport, but I want you to take them from this and apply them to other areas of your life where you have people around you or you have a team environment, but also just for yourself. What are you communicating? What are you owning? How are you being confident in how you show up every day? What does your teamwork look like? What does that commitment look like? So I just think it's so powerful if you can use these examples to replicate how you show up in your daily life. Now, the final thing that I want to run through today is kind of the key part here. And this is the thing that I think is the most powerful way to look at life and the most powerful way to show up every single day. So as I said, the ideal way to play is to receive a pass beautifully, to put the ball nice and high, to set it to the spiker and then to win the attack. That is the goal. You know, that's the ideal play. Often it doesn't work like that and it would go astray. It would go not quite where we wanted. But our coach said, and he would shout to us on the court, better the ball, better the ball. Whatever happens, you just have to better the ball. And what that means is you just need to set it up and we would say set the ball high because it gives more people time to regroup, to recalibrate. So if worse comes to worse and you don't know what to do with the ball, put it high so that someone else has got the time to come in and help you and come and support you. So the concept here was whatever you do, as long as you better the ball or make it a little bit better for someone else to come through and support you or to come through and help you or to get the ball over the net, that was the key thing. So he would shout us if the ball had gone astray, it was like, put it high, put it high, better the ball, better the ball. And what I want you to think about here, there's is, there is two ways that you can look at this concept of bettering the ball. One is in your personal daily life. So I always think, what can I do to better the ball? And I turn up to every day with this concept, what do I do to do a little bit better or to set myself up in the best possible way? So again, if you think of lots of little use on the court, what are you doing to set up your next attack? What are you doing each and every day to just be a little bit better? Because as we know, 
amazing change doesn't come of night. It comes from an accumulation of lots of little things. So if you can be 1% better, it seems like it's possible. If you say, I need to improve my life tenfold overnight, that is really daunting. But if you can look to improve a little bit incrementally, just set yourself up a little bit better every single day or with every single action, that is where the needle moves. That is where the dial changes. So bettering the ball, taking a look at your life, taking ownership, taking confidence, never giving up, always chasing that ball is going to be such a powerful way to look at life. Now the next part of bettering the ball, you can better the ball in your own life. So you can look at your daily activities and see how you can improve. You can look at your goals and say, okay, how do I get 1% closer? How do I put the ball high enough that I can set myself up for X or for Y? The most important part for me is how do you better the ball for people around you? So you never know how someone's day has been. You don't know when you bump into that stranger what they've just gone through. Bettering the ball also means how do I better the ball for those around me? How do I make someone's day 1% better? And for me, that means smiling at someone or it means saying hi to someone that you wouldn't normally. Is there something little that you can do every day that might light up someone's day? So I always ask myself, what are the little things that I can do today to better someone's day? What is the 1% that I can do? How do I make sure that when I show up, I'm not detracting from someone's day because there's nothing worse than coming home and saying oh god I've had the worst day this happened to me this person did this and that person might not even be aware that they have made your day bad so smile at that person giving you the coffee smile at the person at the bus stop say hello to someone reach out to someone make sure that they know that you appreciate them I love the idea of having a reminder on your phone every day or every week to send someone a message of gratitude because actually They need to know that they're important to you. You need to communicate that. You need to tell them. I try and buy two coffees as often as I can because I just think at the end of the day, someone's going to walk home and they're going to say, oh my God, I had the best day. Someone got me a free coffee. And it's $4 out of my pocket. But if it makes their day, that's so cool. And I never know who gets them. And I just always hope that they do enjoy it. And I hope that then they walk into their day bright and upbeat because they just got a free coffee and that's amazing and maybe one day they'll do the same maybe they will you know get someone's groceries or they'll smile at someone or they'll walk into the office happy and upbeat and maybe that'll make someone else's day so I just think that there is so much that you can learn by having this concept of better the ball what can I do to improve my day by one percent what can I do to improve someone else's day by one percent This is why I have left it to the end and why I think it is the most powerful concept that you can live your life by. We know that incremental change is the way to get results, but we also know that the people around you are so important and sometimes it is, it's the little things that make the difference. So from today's episode, I want you to remember a few things. I want you to remember that communication is key. Tell people what you're doing and tell them that you've got their back. Ownership. So if you're going to say that you're going to do something, You need to do it and you need to own it with your full heart, with your body on the line, get all the bruises, let the team know that you've got their back. If you say you're going to do something, everyone knows, yep, she's going to do it because she said it. She called mine. She's in position. She's going to do it. And then do that with confidence. So believe that you can do it. The biggest thing for us on that court was believe that we can do a great pass, believe that we can receive it and your body moves into the right position. Persistence. So chase after that ball. Don't give up until it hits the ground. Don't give up until you're on the ground watching it bounce next to you. You never know. Chasing after it sometimes makes for the greatest stories. It makes for the most impressive moments. And it shows everyone that you're willing 
to chase your dreams and you're willing to be there for them. You're willing to chase after their mistakes, help them fix it and bring it back in. The concept of teamwork. So communicating with your team and reconnecting with them. So come in after every point, come in after every milestone, celebrate the win, acknowledge the losses, reset and start again. And finally, better the ball. What is it that you're doing in your day, in your week, in your month, in your life that will better the ball for you and your life and your tomorrow, but also those around you? So yeah, buy someone a coffee, smile at someone, all it takes is a smile, make it a hello, set a reminder in your phone to ring someone who you love, or just send them a message, just let them know, hey, thinking of you, hope you're having a great day. Those little things make it so that when they walk home and they talk to their partner, they say, oh my God, this happened to me today. And they're so excited. And you've you've made their day and it was so simple. So that concept of bettering the ball, not only for yourself, but for the people around you. So I hope that these concepts were powerful. And I hope that using that volleyball example, you can imagine how this looks and you can imagine how it plays out in your life because it does. What we learn in sport and in this high performance space, but also just this teamwork and this people space, we can learn so much about how we show up every day how we interact with those around us. So again, communication, ownership, confidence, persistence, teamwork, and better the ball. I so appreciate your time and your energy listening to this. And I've had the most amazing feedback, as I always say, but I'm still blown away by the growth of this podcast already. I would absolutely love for you to share this with someone else. If you loved it, make sure that you tag me and share it. I'm Grow By Design on Instagram. Leave a five-star review if you're so fancy. Again, that just, that makes my day. That is the the bettering the ball for me. If you have a spare $4, maybe buy someone a coffee. I promise you watching them, again, I always say I don't know who gets them, but on the odd occasion, I've like seen them gift it to someone and it's, it has, it's made their day and it just makes me so incredibly happy. I look forward to hearing from you. I look forward to hearing about all these amazing ripple effects that we're going to be making. This episode has been on my to-do list for a really long time, but it felt like this was the week to do it. So this week's episode is dedicated to Hawani, who was the epitome of bettering the ball for those around him. We love you and we miss you. (laughs) So that is all from me this episode and I look forward to chatting with you soon. Mm